the present by Stefan Molyneux, chapter 16. Rachel drove slowly, half blinded by tears. The sun gleamed off every broken shard embedded in every piece of concrete she drove over, every piece that surrounded her, that rose above her. Her phone kept vibrating on the seat beside her. She didn't even want to touch it. Well, at least that addiction is cured, she thought with great bitterness. Her car politely informed her that she had only 20 miles of driving left on her diminishing tank of gas. Thinking about Arlo's viciousness, Rachel wondered why she had never seen any sign of it before. He'd always been so chill, so easygoing. Does every visible personality trait hide its total opposite? She wondered, avoiding self-knowledge as always, by endlessly theorizing about others. A car horn sounded behind her, startling her out of her distracting dawn dream. She saw that the traffic light had changed, stamped her foot down and lurched forward. The unseen man offering to clean her windshield leapt back in fear. His black dog growled and snapped at her passing. Pounding at the door, Rachel noticed that she almost never rang doorbells. Aunt Crystal's doorway to death floated through her mind. After a minute or two, Ian opened the door wearing clothes, obviously grabbed at random. Rachel, what's going on? Rachel noticed that it took him a long moment to step back and let her in. She felt a sudden stab of fury. Where's Cassie? she demanded. Ian stepped aside, compressing his lips into a white line. Rachel half charged into the townhouse. She's upstairs, sleeping. Rachel said nothing, biting at her thumb. She glared at Ian. You don't know? He cocked his head. You've you, you turn your phone off at night? I'm not on call. What if there's an emergency? Ian shrugged. That's what 911 is for. I mean, a family emergency. Ian turned away from her and walked into the living room. Rachel paused for a moment, then stormed after him. Shoes, please, he called over his shoulder. Using her heels, she violently pushed her sneakers off her feet without untying them. It gave her satisfying bursts of pain. Standing in the entrance to the living room, Rachel snapped, Well, can you go get her? Ian shrugged. She, she had a rough night. Let her sleep. What's up, Rachel? Rachel sighed explosively and threw herself into a loveseat. Turning, she disentangled a small wooden toy train set from her back and dropped it on the floor. Arlo and I... I... I don't know. We, we had a, a big fight. That's tough said Ian, without much pretense at sympathy. "'This is why I need to talk to my sister!' exclaimed Rachel. Ian sighed, rubbing his new medieval beard. "'Okay, uh, what did you fight about?' "'As if you care, I care if it helps my wife sleep!' "'Seriously, what happened?' "'I...' Rachel paused, narrowing her eyes at her brother-in-law." He had known her for over ten years since he had started dating Cassie in grade 11. 
Her tongue felt frozen in her mouth. She was suddenly not sure what she could get away with, and so had nothing to say. Do you want me to call him? asked Ian. Why? demanded Rachel with exaggerated bafflement. Well, sometimes man to man, he shrugged. It could help. I'm supposed to just sit here and watch you. Her throat seemed to close up slightly, and she sagged in her seat. Oh, I'm sorry, Ian. I'm being a total witch with a capital B. She leaned forward. It's about... Oliver. Ian nodded slowly, significantly. And the shortages, he said. What? snapped Rachel, then immediately smoothed out her tone. No, I... I ended up publishing that article on the men's rights movement last night. It went out to all my subscribers, and then it went totally viral, like overnight. I left my phone in my car. You can imagine why. There was a pause. Ian's face was comically shocked. Then he burst out laughing. He jumped up, leaned forward, and hugged Rachel tightly. Wow! Holy crap! God be praised! What a move! Rachel allowed herself one sob, clutching at his shoulders. After a moment, Ian patted her arm, then sat on the sofa, kitty corner from her. Ian smiled broadly. It's like you're bathed in this light, charging right into the ranks of the persecuted. Wow! He frowned suddenly. Oh, Arlo, you didn't tell him? Before I forgot, the absurd phrase flitted through her mind, vanishing like a moth flickering past firelight. No, Ian blew through his lips. Well, I guess it's pretty clearly him where your loyalties lie. I don't... I don't get men at all, said Rachel helplessly. Ian laughed. <laughs> Not that you've ever had any trouble getting men. Ian! He held up his hands. Sorry, out of line, my bad. Man, he's got to be angry as hell. I didn't know he had it in him. Is it over? We're, well, circling the drain. What's happened with the article? That's the craziest thing. It wasn't even that bad. Sorry, you, you know what I mean. I just showed the tiniest shred of sympathy for what just a few men are going through. Well, like Daniel? Yeah. Five years in prison for refusing to support a kid who wasn't even his. Rachel shrugged. I mean, who couldn't have sympathy for something like that? Most of the world, murmured Ian. He stood up again, leaned over, cupped her cheeks, and kissed her forehead. That's the whole point. Kill men's motivations with cruelties. So much easier to take over. <sighs> Welcome aboard, sister. She twisted away from his embrace. I really don't like all this tribalism. Ian sat down again. I don't like gravity either. <laughs> Fact of life, though. The conversation 
paused as they heard the tread of steps from above. After a moment, Cassie came down in her nightgown, the soft fabric hanging over her extended belly. Rachel, my God, what's up? As Rachel paused, Ian said, she and Arlo had a fight. Cassie sat on the couch next to her husband and stretched her hands out to her sister. Rachel, you come here by me. Ian, go sit on the left seat. Everyone obediently rearranged themselves. Rachel put her head on Cassie's shoulder. Cassie murmured, Let's do some hair rubs, your favorite. Her fingers played with Rachel's hair part. There was a long, silent moment. Everyone who was not Rachel could see the struggle between her discontent and her hunger to be comforted. Eventually, Cassie murmured, Tell me all about it. I'll go check on Ben, said Ian, jumping up. After he had vanished upstairs, Rachel disengaged and stared at her sister. Cassie said, What are... (laughs) What happened? I don't know, whispered Rachel. Is it... Over? One face, for sure. I'm not sure if it's the only face. Cassie paused delicately. I think it's for the best. Rachel said nothing, staring at the floor miserably. What were you going to do? Play house forever? We weren't just playing house, snapped Rachel. I don't mean to be... I'm not trying to insult everything. She cradled her belly. This heart rate isn't good for the baby. How is that? Asked Rachel distractedly. Cassie smiled radiantly. (laughs) That is going to be a boy. Is a boy, I mean. We didn't want to know, but the doctor let it slip. (laughs) Three boys and me. She laughed delightedly. (laughs) Just think how much I can nag them about the toilet seat. (laughs) I'm going to be worshipped a goddess. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Rachel felt a sudden queasy belly drop of terror. I'm not trying to make it about me, I promise. But I did end up uh, publishing that article last night. Cassie nodded slowly, rubbing her belly with her left hand. That article? Rachel nodded. Is that what you and Arlo thought about? Mostly, yeah. Cassie's eyes widened suddenly. Please, God, tell me you didn't mention Ian. Not by name. How then? Just as my my brother-in-law. Cassie shrank back. God, Rachel, it would take people about five seconds to find that connection on Facebook. She took a deep breath. Okay, it's just... Go and edit the article. It it, it just went out last night, right? I don't think that's a good idea. What? Why not? I left my phone in the car. (laughs) Ha! You without... Cassie's face froze. Wait. It's not... gone viral. Rachel nodded. And... If I change anything, it just highlights more blood in the water. 
Cassie reached over to the side table and grabbed Ben's tablet. She touched typed rapidly. Her face went pale in the light of the screen. Oh my god. I haven't checked in a while. I assume it's not calming down. Cassie's jaw hung slack. It's good that you are here. Don't go home. You might want to tell Arlo to get out. Her voice was hushed with horror. They've got your address. Oh, Rachel, how could you? I didn't think it was that bad. But without without giving us a chance to look it over first? Cassie was not angry, at least not yet, but seemed genuinely bewildered. Rachel shook her head slightly. It looked more like a shiver. It was just a bit of sympathy for men. Cassie suddenly frowned. Oh, is that why Dad has been... Well, so not Dad. Did you talk to him? Rachel nodded. Cassie took a deep breath. From upstairs they heard the sudden sound of Ben crying. In the sack, muttered Cassie, thumbing the tablet. Sympathy for the Devils by Rachel Hastings? Rachel watched in obvious agony as her sister rapidly scrolled through her article. After a minute, Cassie threw the tablet aside. Totally reasonable, she said evenly. Are you insane? What? Totally reasonable is the end of the world these days. In a moment, Ben... She called up the stairs, then turned back to Rachel. I just don't understand why. I don't. I want to make a mark. I want to have a better career. They heard sirens, and Rachel had a sudden vision of being dragged off by uniformed arms. Why? asked Cassie with preternatural perceptiveness. Is it so bad to just have children? Rachel laughed harshly. Oh, that's not... I wouldn't be a good mother, especially not to someone like Ben. Cassie paused, pursing her lips. Wow, you really are determined to burn every bridge today. I didn't mean that, Rachel shrugged. I'm just not mother material. I, I never really had the urge. Her sister took a deep breath. I'm really struggling to stay zen at the moment, Rachel. You're like this giant bowling ball just smashing up everyone's lives. You're not a kid. You're certainly not dumb. What's with the wrecking ball? I just... Rachel frowned fiercely. I just need a change, Cass. You know... Cassie leaned forward. Then make a change. Don't do... Don't just blow everything up. Especially when there are innocent bystanders. How can we have a relationship if you take a hammer to my whole life? You're barely mentioned. Ian, I mean, you keep talking. As if facts actually matter. Rachel put her hand over her mouth, then immediately took it away again. I can just run away, hide in a hole. Rachel, I swear to God, if you start another sentence with the word I, I will slap you silly. A puzzled look froze Rachel's face into... An inaccessible mask. I don't know. Sorry, it's... 
hard to understand what, what everyone wants from me. Ben's crying increased. With a dark scowl, Cassie levered herself up. I've got to go. And then I've got to make breakfast. And then I've got to get into my car and get to work. And then... And then I'm going to tell my boss that I'm not coming back. That I'm done. You see how interesting a conversation can be when other people get to talk? Cassie, cried Rachel, congratulations. So my job is not at risk. We just have to hope and pray that Ian doesn't lose his now. Otherwise, it's back to living at mom and dad's. Back to being a teenager. Cassie paused for a moment. And we all end up like you. She raised her hand. No, that's not the start of anything. Just go home, Rachel. Get Arlo, get your things, and get out. I'm, I'm sorry, sis. Me too, said Cassie with heartbreaking sadness. She laughed suddenly. <laughs> well, if Ian's right, if Oliver's right, and they're all toast anyway, maybe it doesn't matter one bit. Go out with a bang, right? It's always been your style. I guess it's mine now, too. There was an awkward pause in the face of this strange detente. Cassie turned and went upstairs. Rachel heard Ian's deep voice combining with her sister's softer tones. Ben stopped crying almost immediately. Rachel felt as if the ghost of his tears had jumped from his tiny body to her broken chest. She went into the hallway and slammed her feet into her tight sneakers, refusing to open the laces. She wrenched open the front door. It seemed that there were sirens everywhere. 